Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hi everyone, it's Imogen. The voice of Imogen from Stella Firma. Today I'm here to tell you about Woe Begone a podcast launched on the RQ Network. Woe Begone is a weekly horror sci-fi audio drama series about the nature of power and the implications of linear time. Woe Begone follows Mike Waters, who discovers a mysterious and violent online game. What begins as an exploration of an alternate reality game with real-life consequences quickly becomes a search for the technology that makes the game possible. Each episode has a unique soundtrack composed by creator and writer Dylan Griggs. Listen to Woe Begone, that's woe, full stop, begone, wherever you listen to podcasts, or check out woebegonepod.com for episodes and transcripts. Have fun and see you later. And welcome to another Trexel Geistman's unarguable history of the Earth. They tried to stop me, but I've got more recorders stashed around than you would believe. Some in quite unsavoury spaces. Either way, I'm here to tell you about history of the Earth, which is true, I assure you. The English Civil War, so called because a judge ruled the case could not be heard in a criminal war, was a pivotal conflict in the development of an angry, damp island with more power than seems reasonable. The two factions at play were the Flatheads, who proposed England should be run by a parliament, but pretend to have a king in charge so as not to annoy God, and the Phillipsheads, who proposed that England remain ruled by a divinely appointed monarch, but pretend to listen to a parliament so as not to annoy the money. I mean nobles, I mean the beloved people. King Charles was the leader of the Phillips Heads, so called because he felt calling them the Charles Heads would look arrogant, and he always had a thing for Philip IV of Spain since he saw him in some tight breaches. After a build-up of increasingly long parliaments, King Charles, the soon-to-be shorter, became enraged after a parliament became so long that it stuck out of a window and poked him in the eye as he walked past. Overhearing some courtiers making rude comparisons with Harold, England's first tapestry-based monarch, Charles decreed that parliament should disband. Parliament rejoined it, saying that he should have looked where he was going and that he shouldn't lose his head over nothing. Charles, who had been reading ahead like a naughty, naughty boy, thought that this comment was way out of line given what would happen. And so a state of war came between them. The war was conducted largely as an incredibly violent tour of the market and spa towns across England and Wales, with a terrible number of apple carts overturned, fudges smashed, and cream teas upset all over the good tablecloth that we had just washed. Also a vast amount of killing, you, you can't forget the killing. 
The Flatheads were initially led by Sir Thomas Fairfax, but towards the middle and end of the war, the emergent Oliver Cromwell came to dominate that side through a smear campaign, in which he compared Sir Thomas to an only passable facsimile of a leader, or Fairfax, whereas he, Oliver, had consistently demonstrated that he could Cromwell, Crom being an ancient Anglo-Saxon word for winning a civil war. Thus, Oliver Cromwell, or Mr. Cromwell, sir, to his friends, took charge of the new model army, an army consisting largely of figurines that the royalists would step on in the night while getting a glass of milk and then develop acute lead poisoning. Speaking of the royalists, they were of course led by Charles and his coterie of lords and princes. Though some were talented generals, their over-reliance on horses due to how cool they looked on them, and the incomprehensible decision to go for an unprofessional army when their opposition had decided upon a professional one, all but guaranteed their defeat in 1646. The true tragedy of the war other, of course, than the mass slaughter, is that both sides seem to miss the fact that they both lived in England and were fighting over England, and at the end of it, whichever side won, they all still lived in England, so they would have saved a lot of time and blood if they'd all just got very drunk and claimed they'd won whenever they were in the pub. Alas, it was not to be. After the war, the Flatheads really tried everything they could not to execute the defeated Philip's head King Charles, because again, they really thought it would cheese off God. But after Charles repeatedly gestured suspiciously at France while making the invade hither eyes, they felt they had no choice, and they officially converted his faction into the Noheads in 1649. After his victory, Cromwell and his Flathead's New Republic seemed to really irritate everyone, as only a little over ten years later, after Cromwell's death, a new long parliament invited Charles's son, also called Charles for reasons of expediency, to return and be king and make things fun again. He accepted, but only on the condition that they tied a flag around their pointy end to prevent history from repeating itself. So now you know. Go forth with this knowledge and irritate people in bars, sitting down next to them and talking incessantly, driving them away, always driving them away, till you're alone. I'll see you next time. Stella Firma is distributed under a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial Sharealike 4.0 International License. Hi everyone, it's Imogen, the voice of Imogen from Stella Firma. Today I'm here to tell you about Woe Begone, a podcast launched on the RQ Network. Woe Begone is a weekly horror sci-fi audio drama series about the nature of power and the implications of linear time. Woe Begone follows Mike Waters, who discovers a mysterious and violent online game. What begins as an exploration of an alternate reality game with real-life consequences quickly becomes a search for the technology that makes the game possible. Each episode has a unique soundtrack composed by creator and writer Dylan Griggs. Listen to Woe Begone, that's woe, full stop, begone, wherever you listen to podcasts, or check out woebegonepod.com for episodes and transcripts. Have fun and see you later.